This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. KNC Masterpiece, back here on 105 Through the Fan. Thank you again to AT&T 5G for our ticket giveaway. Congratulations to the winner. And if you missed out, in the 5 o'clock hour, the G-Bag Nation will have the same giveaway going. So you have another opportunity to win these incredible tickets. And right. to give you an idea, you have maybe like a 1 in 1,000 chance of winning. Somebody will win, but like literally like a 1,000 people. We only have 10 phone lines with a 1,000 people calling in. I Somebody got really mad and said they were never going to listen again because they didn't win. I was like... I'm sorry that you didn't win. These are like really yeah. good tickets. A lot tickets. of people want to win. Yeah, I'm, and we are in the, every day. How many people win every day? You said at five o'clock, yeah. somebody else and, is going to win. And we did with Sean and RJ. So we had three so different three people. different times. People are going to this game, but it's still your odds are very low. We're hoping you do it. Somebody does win, but we can't promise you that. Not ten people called in. Thousands of people call in. And they say they're never going to Tolo again. And I was like, so we would have been better off not giving away the tickets today? I don't know. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. For some NFL fact or fiction? Nonfiction. Okay. NFL fiction or nonfiction? Fiction is real because it doesn't have the non Oh, my God. This is going to be too confusing. Well, I didn't make it up. Some... Probably Ben Franklin did. He, right. he created bifocals, and then he said, you know what? I created something with bi in it, and now I'm going to create something with non in Actually, it. Actually, you're probably right about both of those things. Is <laughs> For the purposes of this, play along with me here. Let's pretend, Mike, that okay. fact is real and fiction okay. is not. Like, let's just go out on a limb and pretend fact that's real. And fiction is not. Non-factual. Yeah, yeah. Right? Factual? Non-factual. Non-factual. Okay. Fiction, non-fiction. Factual be the same. or non-factual. You love football in the snow. There is a bomb cyclone headed for the Bears-Bills game. One of my cousins the other night sent me a screenshot that was predicting between 13 and a half and 17 and a half inches of snow in Chicago. So you love football in the snow. Fact or non-fact. As long as I'm not there, because I would not sit through it. No, <laughs> I would rather I would rather get to see like a Josh Allen game where there's more passing. You can I, chuck the ball around yeah, and stuff. Like the craziest game we ever saw in our lifetimes was the Philadelphia Chicago playoffs. Was game. it the fog game? Yeah, where you can't even, was. which is weird because I don't even they couldn't throw the ball anymore because literally if the ball went in the air, you lost the football. Yeah. Like that's how bad the fog was if you weren't alive for this. And then you couldn't see the game on television <laughs> because I, I can't see the players. You can't see them. Yeah. 
That was and that was a playoff game. Yeah, like that I, was that you had to run the ball every time, and you really couldn't see what was happening on the television, and you couldn't pass because the players were like, "We can't see the ball in the fog." That's and now, how bad it was. You just saw that with Buffalo in Miami, and now it looks like you're going to get another snow game. So even on TV, snow game. Not- snow game is cool to see, but I would rather have. Not perfect conditions, but I'd rather have conditions where you can do multiple things. Okay. NFL fact or non-fact, no more sub-500 division winners should make the playoffs. Now, I know we talked about reseeding, but this is a special scenario. There's no reseeding. However, if you win a division with a sub-500 record, you're bounced. So it could be like the commanders are on the outside looking in unless Tampa can't win, you know, whatever game to get to 500. I love the thinking there, but I think it's too confusing. Okay. Unfortunately, every 10 years approximately, you have the under 500 division winner in hell. Let's face it. The Cowboys were 7-8 and 73 times in a row with Tony (laughs) Romo. And they lost every time. <laughs> they were. And so they could have benefited from this, where I know it wouldn't be under 500, but all they had to do was finish 8-8, eight and eight and they were going to win a division, and they couldn't do it. NFL fact or fiction, the ending of the Raiders-Patriots game was the craziest single play you've ever seen to end a football game. Not say yeah, the craziest I think, place I think, ever. I think so. I, I, can't re- I, I would say this, because it was such a negative way. And I know it wasn't NFL, but the and I know John Elway wasn't on the field. Oh my God, yes! But the band coming on the field and did having you watch to, that? No, I don't watch it live. But I mean, I've seen the. No, highlight. no. Did you watch the? They did like a E60 kind of. I like, think I did because they interviewed yeah. the Ben guy who yeah. got hurt because yeah. he got ran over. He got stomped in the end zone. But That's that was the an only NFL, one so. that I could think of. And I know there's been crazier game, crazy, crazy plays. Like, unfortunately, we just talked about Franco Harris passing away yesterday. Yeah. Or Plano East. And Plano East and Tyler John Tyler. Is that, Joey, do you have any conception of that game? 1994, Plano East and Tyler John Tyler. I actually have, yeah, because I remember for some reason in, like, middle school, uh, the Plano East football coach like came to one of our practices and like he was like trying to hype us up to be like ready to play like high school football, you know, and then was he, it like, Johnny Ringo. Uh, it may have been, but he was like bringing up oh, that game because he was like, I played in one of the greatest high school football games ever. I thought they won. And then as I got a little bit older, I realized they were on the losing end of that. And it was crazy because I've seen the old videos and, and stuff now and the highlights uh, pretty wild ending. But yeah. Did he say I'm your Huckleberry when he visited <laughs> nah, your That's this difference. But, yeah. No, that's what I was thinking, too. I wanted to give it a couple days so you're not, like, just a prisoner of the moment. But I think that's uh, that's where I fall with that as well. I don't even know I'm going to bother with this, but I will. Do you think I'm going to make a joke about it? Oh, no. I think you're going to laugh and be super pumped. NFL fact or fiction, the Jaguars will win the AFC South. Come on, baby. I want it so bad. <laughs> Is that that's your Jaguar sound? Mm-hmm. There, I did it live for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to win two out of their last three, including that Tennessee game. Yes. I really hope they can because, man, what a turnaround. I know, once again, it would be a seven and nine, or sorry, an eight and nine. Uh, division champ, right? So as much as we're like, it's going to happen in the NFC, yeah. there's a great chance it happens in the AFC too. Um, 
Both in the South, right? Correct. Holy cow. Um, I think somehow, some way, Tennessee's going to still do it because I don't want to get all my hopes up because, God, if they can do it. Come on, Jacksonville. NFL fact or fiction. What do you think? I yes say or no? Fictional. Fiction. But it's yeah, close. Close fiction, though. Oh, tonight's going to rain, too? Come on, Etienne. You got to take it over, baby. Patrick Mahomes will break the NFL record for passing yards in a season. How close is it? Okay. He is 982 yards away. And so right now, he's averaging 321 yards a game. He would need to average 326 over the last three games. Yeah, they're going to have to play this out. I I guess they wouldn't have to if, well, they still have to play it out because then you're battling with Cincinnati. Yeah, and Cincinnati. That's a great point. So, yeah. yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to win the MVP. I mean, you made me make a, a not an NFL prediction, but hey, give us a, an opinion in sports. And I made the opinion that Mahomes is going to run away with this MVP at the end by the end of this because of the Jalen Hurts injury and how great he's going to play in the end. So yeah, he's got to do it. Okay, NFL fact or fiction: Mike Tomlin will not finish with a losing season. They're no, six and eight. No, they will. They have the Raiders, the Ravens, and the Browns to finish out. Nah. And no matter, I know that the Browns are losers and not going to make the playoffs, Mm -hmm. but they don't have their pick either, I don't think. Okay. I'm not 100% sure about that, but for some reason, I feel like that's the Houston Texans pick. I think it is, because I believe they have the 12th overall pick and the first overall pick, and that's the Browns. So they're still going to play hard. I know this is going to sound like hyperbole, but stay with me for a second. NFL. It's really cold. Fact or fiction, Brock Purdy winning the Super Bowl would be the craziest story ever. Now, hear me out for a second, all right? How many third-string quarterbacks have ever started a Super Bowl? Uh, Nick Foles wasn't. None. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. How many rookie quarterbacks have ever started a Super Bowl? I think zero, too, right? That is also correct. Because that that hit us hard in 2016, and we're like, we're going to do it. The Cowboys are going to do it. They're having a great year. Dak Prescott, 13-2. and I don't count the last game because they didn't even try, and then you lost. How many Mr. Irrelevance have ever completed a single pass in an NFL game? Oh, in a game? Any game. Are you going to say zero? Zero. Until the no Purdy? Until Brock Purdy. So no Mr. Irrelevant has ever completed a pass in an NFL regular season game. No rookie quarterback has ever started a Super Bowl. No third string quarterback in season has ever started a Super Bowl. Would Brock Purdy making and winning the Super Bowl be the craziest thing ever? It sounds like it. That's kind of what I think. Brian Purdy has to do that Baskin-Robbins thing where you find out about your family, right? I don't. I think he's very confident that is not his child. And did you say the Baskin-Robbins thing? Isn't there the 30 flavors in me? me? Yeah, 23 in me. Uh I remember. You know what, Joey? I want to mark this as a sad day in your life or maybe a great day. You spent too much time with us. You knew exactly what he meant. You're like 31 flavors, 23 in me. Got it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And also, doesn't mean he's his dad, but he could be related to him. Okay, I will. I will definitely concede that. Does it suck to be Trey Lance? He just didn't conceive him. <laughs> You're conceding, but not conceiving. I, I think 
I wonder if you're Trey Lance, if you sit back and you're like, I need this MF or to lose. Oh, 100%. Because if he wins like one or two playoff games, do you think he's like probably the guy? Two playoff games the and there's a big debate. If he just wins the first game yeah. and then loses in the divisional round. If let's, he's in the NFC championship yeah. game. In the NFC championship game, there is, hey, should we? It becomes a little bit of Tom Brady-ish type of situation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then maybe the last one for you, NFL fact or fiction, teams shouldn't rest non-injured players before the playoffs. So I was listening to something from Kyle Shanahan, and he said, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes people make just watching it over the years. I would understand if you were getting ready for a seven-game series, but football's not like that. It's three and a half hours, one shot, and he's seen a lot of players have their worst playoff game in that first game because maybe they were resting. I think you should rest. Okay. My, here's, I'm going to give you the example, and I know we're running out of time. Micah Parsons is banged up. Sure. The game against Washington means nothing. Let's just say it means nothing. Yeah. There's a good. There's a really good chance that, that, that the Cowboys the are locked into the five seed. Why would you play a guy who's beat up the last week of the season? He's not hurt. He can play. I think that it is better to give Micah Parsons that game off. Okay. To right. get to have him have the best possible playoff run he can have. I think that would help. Fiction right there. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Means it's you still don't have that figured out. Coming up next. I do. We, we will, I just read a fictional book about the Lakers. We will talk Mavs, Timberwolves, right. Dirk, and the offensive adjustment the Mavs might want to think about. We'll do all of it next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anthony Edwards, the last six points for Minnesota. And they cut the Dallas lead in half. A wide open three. Four in a row for Dallas as Reggie Bullock hits the bullseye. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. That was part of the double dribble uh, double dribble cheat code right there where they hit three three-pointers in the span of a minute and a half. Future Mavs Scoot, Scoot Henderson's on NBA TV right now. There is no way that you think Scoot Henderson is going to be on the Mavs next year, is there? I mean, that would no. be awesome. Yeah. I don't think there is. Let me do this real quick. Are okay. you going to run the draft lottery machine? And if we win, that, that yeah. counts? Let's go Mavs. Let's go Mavs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I the hope Mavs it... have a 1% chance. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right now of getting the number one overall pick. Okay. Sim lottery. Oh, my God. You can. He gets genuinely excited when these things hit, too, though. He's like, we're getting Wimbenyama. And I'm like, no, it's Wimbenyama. It didn't work. Uh, we still have the 14th pick, and the Knicks have it. Oh. But if I hit the button again. <laughs> no, stop doing this in the segment. If I hit the button again, uh-huh. and again, and, and eventually, again, and, and then again, you'll be like, we're going to get Wemby. All right, I hit it six times. We've stayed at the 14th pick every time. Okay, so I was reading something, and I know this was from earlier this week, but we haven't had an opportunity to talk about it, especially in light of the Timberwolves game. Look, I understand. The 14th pick is a Duke kid. Oh, are they? T- it's not Whitehead, is it? 
Kyle Filipowski. Oh, Filipowski, yeah, he's actually been playing really well this year. I figured Whitehead would probably be higher. Is this has become a three-point shooting league? It's been yeah. that it's trended that way more and more and, and the more. The Mavericks are making records. Okay, except they don't shoot them well. So I was reading some stuff from Zach Lowe where his suggestion was even let's just say five percent. And if you want to go wild, ten percent. That we push those chances into the interior. Thank we you. roll to the basket. Is you have brought it up the boring style of basketball. And if they were winning or just lights out from three, I could see the appeal a little bit more. But it is a lot of stall ball. And threes can obviously be fickle. And if you can get to the rim, that is a much more reliable source. Is whether it's Hardaway, Finney Smith, I know Maxie got hurt, Bullock, whatever the case is, you don't have to stay there. Maybe Jason Kidd says you do. But what would you think about even a 5 to 10% influx of let's roll to the basket, let's move to the basket? I would love that. I'd love two things. I'd love that. What I'd love more is can we push the ball off of defensive rebounds? Just let you don't have to um, take a shot within the first five seconds or try to get a layup. But almost every NBA team gets a rebound. They outlet it to a guard if the person who got the rebound can't dribble. And let's face it, three or four out of guys on the court at all times for the Mavs cannot dribble and pass a basket. So outlet it to to, uh, Dinwiddie or Luka or Hardaway can dribble. He just can't pass to save his life. Is... And then you push the ball. You don't have to push it like at a crazy pace. Not You don't have to push it at Jason Kidd's pace when he was, you know, in his prime. Push the ball. Just see if there's something that looks like a good, easy, quick look. But the Mavs, I mean, 95% of the time don't even put they, – they're like, stop. Everybody stop and start walking. Right. And I'm like, push the ball and see. Half-court basketball is very tough, especially for most of the Mavs. What if we run – See if there's anything there. If there's not, which there probably won't be, you pull the ball out and you say, all right, let's play half-court offense for 17 seconds or less and see if we can get a good look here. But the Mavs decide to do that every time. That's the toughest way to play basketball. Half-court offense is the toughest basketball in the NBA because it sets up the other team's defense. And I just want to say real quick, and I know a lot of people will be like, yeah, there's so much half-court in the playoffs and everything like that. By no means am I saying you have to abandon this style of basketball. I'm just saying, could we break out 5 to 10% and say, we're moving? Yes. The other thing, too, is when you do that a lot, remember how the Phoenix Suns, they were one of the first teams to play super fast. The Mavs were playing very fast with Steve Nash, too. But then with Dan Tony and Steve Nash, they played super fast. You know what a lot of teams said? Do not try to get offensive rebounds because if you don't, you're done. Because Sean Marion and uh, Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash and those guys are going to boat race you because they are all taking off as soon as the ball is rebounded. Well, if you start taking off quicker and getting easy baskets, they stop sending so many guys to the offensive boards because they're like, look, three guys need to be prepared to get back once the ball goes up because of how fast they play. But have you noticed that the Mavs get a lot of guys crashing boards because they're not really worried about the Mavs then getting a rebound and immediately scoring because you didn't have two or three guys back? Like You only have to have one guy back. As long as you have one guy back, nobody else is going to run. And so I would like that. And then to your point, 
I would like to see more movement off of the ball. All the defensive players know where all the Mavs are. Yes. I don't know why Minnesota was so stupid last night, and but they, was, they became dumbasses on it, the basketball. Court. It was in the same general two to three foot area that they went back three, one, two, three, yeah. again, again. I couldn't figure it out either. You know Luka's going to have the ball. And you know that somebody's going to set a pick. Whether it's a guy popping like Reggie Bullock or Dorian Finney-Smith, they're going to set a pick and pop. You know that if Dwight Powell sets the pick, or usually Christian Wood, yeah. they're rolling to the basket. Christian Wood can do both and does do both, but usually they roll to the basket. Is That's the only human being moving without the basketball in the Mavs offensive system. And it just seems very easy to guard. Is that I know that if I'm guarding Reggie Bullock, I know where he's going to be at all times. He's not going to move. Dorian Finney-Smith, 90% of the time, is not going to move. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not going to move. And that makes it very easy because you're supposed to watch the ball in your man. Yes. Right? That's basic defense. But you don't have to watch your man if you know he's not going to move. And that's why I'm glad you said that because somebody goes, well, I just want them to make 5 to 10 more percent of their three-pointers. Look, I will concede. If you can guarantee me that's going to happen, great. I'll do that. But because they said Luke and Dimwitty are the only people that can take it to the hoop. But I'm not saying these players have to take it to the hoop. To your point about knowing where your man is, if the other players move to the basket, you know you have a transcendent passer that can get them the ball if they're moving to the hoop. Maxi Kleba, and I know he's kind of done for the year. Like I I think he's not going to play the rest of the year. Because it's at least two months is what we're And I think it's going to be the year. You might be right. But um, is... He can catch the ball and dunk it. And Dorian Finney-Smith can. I'm not sure if Reggie Bullock can. I mean, I think, I mean, even talking to the Knicks guys, they're like, if you run him off the three-point line, he has zero offensive game. Right. But I'm wondering if he catches the ball on the move, can he catch the ball on a cut and then lay it up or dunk it? I don't know if he can or not, to be honest. I know that Tim Hardaway Jr. can. I know that Dinwiddie can. I know that a few other guys on the Mavs can. But when you just stand and do nothing, and I get it, man. Luke is so freaking good. Let's just face it. Luke is so freaking good that you can just stand there and just watch for 10 seconds. And you have to be ready to catch the ball. And he can hit you for an open look, three-point NBA open look. And people have to understand an NBA look is you got to catch and shoot the ball within one second. Because if you catch the ball and you hesitate, they will close out on you and make it a contested three-point look or take the three-point yep. shot away. But Luke is so good, he will find the one guy open for that one second to get an open NBA look. But it's it's boring to watch, and it's the only option the Mavs have. Either Lucas scores off of his drive or step back, or he passes the ball to you with three to five seconds left on the shot clock, and you have to catch and shoot the ball. And that's the only NBA basketball that the Mavs play. Now, I just want to let you know what you've started here from the 817. Just did the tankathon sim for about five minutes. No oh, yeah. number one pick. But I got the number two pick. Look, Scoot! I would be stoked about getting Scoot Henderson, assuming he goes second. I think it would have to be a wild turn of events for him to not go second after Wemby, and then maybe the Arkansas kids move into the look and everything like that. But that would be tremendous. I think your idea is an influx of and talent, Yes, right? and, and I'm going to be honest. If Lucas stays healthy, it's almost impossible to be one of, let's say, the somewhere between the sixth and eighth worst team and get lucky in the lotto, right? I mean, you're not going to be one of the five worst teams. There's just some bad teams out there. Detroit, Charlotte, Houston, San Antonio. Those are four that come to mind that I don't know how in the world you can have a worse record than those teams unless Luka literally gets hurt tomorrow night and doesn't play the rest of the season. Then you're right there with them as winning 20 games the rest of the year. But I just look at this and go, look, it's probably – it's 
far-fetched that you're going to end up in like the top 10 picks of the draft. I do think it's the only way to add a second superstar to this team. But that being said, you're probably going to finish somewhere between the 11th and 16th type of team yeah. in the NBA this year. Um, but to your point, don't want to get too much off topic. I don't like the Mavs offense, and it did work last year. It worked to 50 wins. It worked to making to the conference finals. But you had another guy who broke down the defense. You had two guys. Yes. And I get that. Maybe you could say, well, you had three guys last year. All right. Well, now you're back to only two guys can do it. And it's just not enough guys. And Brunson is better at breaking down the defense than Dinwiddie is. That's why he got he's making $27 million this year. Dinwiddie's making about $18 or $19 million this year. The NBA saw Jalen Brunson as a little bit better than Dinwiddie, and he's better than Dinwiddie. But when you only have one guy you're relying on for everything, and then all four guys and three of them can't dribble past the basketball. It makes it a really difficult offense to run. Now, something I think you are going to like, obviously it's going to happen, but were you excited to see that Dirk Nowitzki officially listed as one of the Hall of Fame nominees? Like, I know if you just run the math, we all knew, but... I love it. I do hate it. It's a reminder that him and Wade Wade. are going to be in the same deal. Because you wanted... You wanted, like, Dirk come back and play, like, one game the next season or something so he did not have to be in the same class as Dwayne Wade. I have no clue how it goes, like, as in the speeches, how what order it goes in. Let's just say it goes in alphabetical order. I would pay – I'll pay, and it won't work. I would pay up to $5,000 for everybody to sit there and to clap and to be like, yay, Dirk. And then every Dallas Maverick fan that is there – as soon as they announce Dwayne Wade, that they all get up and they walk out of that building. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be the most amazing thing for the Dirk Nowitzki making the Hall of Fame is, yes, he's going in with Dwayne Wade, but then when Dwayne Wade gets up to talk, about a fourth of the building leaves. Okay. That would be amazing. I think we need to break this down by dollar figure. How many people can we get in the building and then have to figure out how much you're going to have to pay off each person and figure out what it is? Because I feel like if we crowdsource this, we could absolutely make that happen. But, yeah, super cool. Other names leading the way, Tony Parker, Dwayne Wade, Greg Popovich, but obviously. Yeah, I think Parker and Gasol, pal Gasol, are are. 50-50s. I do think they get in. I would take Parker over Gasol. I'm with you on that. But I could see where both get in also because of their international qualities, too. That's Because didn't Pau Gasol isn't? No, it was Ginobili's team that won the gold medal in 04, right? Watching that. Yeah, the Redeem team. But, I mean, Pau Gasol has a lot of moments in international basketball, too, which I think add, and so does Tony Parker with France. So I think they both get in. I don't know if they get in this year, but they both, I think will get into the, to the basketball hall of fame. And Dirk still humble said it would be an unbelievable moment. Really. I mean, to top everything that has happened here the last couple of years and words and accolades that have come my way, that will be the ultimate to be enshrined. Hopefully with the greatest in our game ever. You're, I want to take some of that sweat away. You're going to make it, yeah. buddy. This is going to be okay. You would make it no matter what. Baseball, yes. basketball, football. But it's basketball is the easiest thing to make. Christian Leitner's in there. Oh, yeah, because of the... Because of Duke. Yeah. And so just to give you an idea, it's not based off of your NBA career, which he was a nice NBA player. Yeah. He made two all-star teams. I know but he, he made one. he was a great college great. player. And so they're like, put him in. He, he was great in college. And just think about the, these run of days, like leading into Christmas is... 
officially announced as a Hall of Fame candidate. They're going to do the statue uh, on Christmas Day, and then they host the Mavericks host that game. So great times for a great person. Congratulations, Dirk. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Next, right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. Right now, courtesy of Dean Emily Singh, it is time for our chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Phenomenal, Hagee. Thank you so much for asking. Now, have you seen, I feel like every day there's something that leads you to believe that the commanders are not doing phenomenal. Have you seen now that the Washington Commanders Charitable Foundation has gotten further scrutiny that perhaps, you know what, what a shock. Their charitable donations are not going the way they should. I'm so surprised by this. No, I didn't see it. I did see the video of the Pro Bowl announcements, which was beautiful. Didn't you love that? That was great. Like I think stuff that Ron Rivera and the actual football team does might not be bad. But anything that this organization is doing, you know that there is foolery going around. I can't trust a damn thing that they're saying. Now, the examination is... Sorry. You okay? You're yeah, right? no, I just needed a cough. Did you just put down a cheeseburger? No, that is what yeah. Mike... I don't know if I we're did. supposed to say that on air. That's no, what he's doing it's right good. now. That's why I didn't say Mike did it. I'm watching uh, Scoot Henderson and your guy Mark Williams playing in the G League like right Mark now. I Mark Williams. I mean, we wanted him to get drafted by the Mavs. Is... Nonprofit watchdog groups Charity Watch and the National Committee for wait, Response. Wait, wait, what's this place called? Charity Watch. Oh, what well, the whole name? Once I think again. that's what I think that's what uh, Woolchuck was doing last night, right? I was charity watching. Charity watching. It is a sport. And the National Committee for Responsive Philanthropy. Okay, that's another one. Oh, that's what's uh, the acronym for that? They have examined the charity's tax filings and said there are enough red flags to warrant attention from the Attorney General's office in both Maryland and Virginia, where they operate. So another day, another great time to be a Commanders fan. Now, we were talking about this off air. What would be your price to go watch and stay for the entirety of the Armed Forces Bowl tonight? That might be a bet payoff. Nothing against the teams involved or being an Eamon Carter. It's going to be freezing cold. Yeah, no kidding. I walked out of the house in just this sweater on. My mother goes... You're going to need a jacket. Like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll bring a jacket. And then as soon as I stood outside, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Needed that it's jacket. It's like a spring day I, in Green Bay. I mean, I'd probably do it for 150 <laughs> this bucks. This is nothing. Oh, wow. For Broadus, I get it. We, we yeah. have we have, yeah, we have fish fries and weather like this. I would up do it there for 150 Bay. bucks. My price was going to be you really? two grand. I would. <laughs> okay. For $2,000, I would go to that game from start to finish. So you would go that you would get there for the whistle, the kickoff, yeah, like, and then and then the final gun. You can't yes, leave. I can't like leave. if one team just blowing the I, other out. I can obviously go to the concession stand and get a hot but I chocolate. Can't stand underneath the concession stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find heat. I can't have, go to the men's room and just right. hang out in there. Right. Like yeah, people. But do. I can. I would for two thousand dollars. Some people. I'd get you know. <laughs> Not everybody. Hot chocolates and everything. Right. Um, can you bring your own stuff in? Can you try and like sneak in? Like the sure. head drink yeah. and sure. all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not here to go against that. Sure, I might regret it at halftime and go, geez. But then I got to think about two thousand dollars. And you but wouldn't be able to eBay. Okay, you're okay. gonna buy. Here's the stipulation. I'm probably short shorting myself. You definitely here. did. The stipulation here it is for you. Yeah, you don't get to wear any extra gear. Oh, I couldn't do it. Like, you, get, okay, be- you get to wear a bullpen jacket. You can wear your bullpen oh, jacket. I don't think I pick your, pick your, no extra pick your be- best bullpen jacket 
No extra shoes or boots. No, because I don't think I could. Because I would put on three pairs of socks, the long johns, the really thick socks that go all the way up to the knees. Yeah. I mean, I, I know like how cold I've... And this is this is colder than this, but I mean I've charted games in Buffalo and Syracuse yeah. and Rochester in the stands or Ottawa, and it's it's even the 30s at nighttime to start the baseball season up there in the International League. But I mean I'm wearing I'm wearing everything in your locker, jackets, yeah, you got, everything, yeah. gloves, yeah. and you're still cold. Yeah, I, I might I'm, kick. I'm, re- I'm too late to revise. This. I might kick it in if you just went okay, like <laughs> an extra thousand for just golf shirt. God, Khaki, khaki pants. You could get really yeah. sick, right? You I, could. I, I, I don't know. I, I, Brian. A, Brian is like calling us all kinds of names in pre-show when we're oh. talking about cold weather and like he wants to do the the pre-game show outside at AT and T Stadium. I, I heard that discussion. You're like, he's like, I what's did, wrong with you guys? Yeah. I did share the cold. I did learn something yes. about pitching in the cold. We went to Ottawa for their opening night in 2001, and the game time temperature was about 26 degrees with a wind chill in the teens. And I was the starting pitcher, and I got everybody free tickets because if Ottawa won, you got free tickets to a future game, and they beat me. Um, <laughs> I wore multiple layers of sleeves to try to stay warm yeah. being a Texas kid. And what I found out is when you're out there and pitching, you'll be warm. And then when you're in the dugout, you can try to get into the clubhouse or whatever, wear a jacket, and – and stay warm, but I couldn't pitch with layers on. Yeah. I can pitch with sleeves on and a jersey on. When you throw on multiple sleeves, you start restricting your throwing motion. And I learned a valuable lesson that night that you can't wear multiple layers yeah. as a pitcher. I was trying to figure out from that like my sense. days of watching baseball. Your pitching motion. Is there a guy, Mike, in like when you were in Cleveland, was there somebody that was like Bumgarner or somebody like that? I don't know. I mean, way back in the... That, that never wore sleeves, those opening. There was always somebody that I Whoa. felt like that somebody like you'd be watching Cleveland Lights play yeah. and it'd be snowing. Yeah. Like it'd be you snowing like a picture out there. And, and the guy's standing on and just blowing on his hand. You know, that kind of thing. Like Randy it won't be Johnson. Latin guys. Latin guys sometimes it's fifty degrees outside oh, and they're wearing it, hoodies. You're yeah. like Dude, like at this point, like you, this is like not bad weather for Northeast United States, you know. But I was trying to think. There's always somebody. I mean, I remember like maybe a Ron Guidry or something. I wish I could remember that, way back in the day. Sure. Ron, like Randy Johnson seems like a type of guy that would do that. I can picture him, yeah. you know, blowing into the hands. There's some sort of, with offensive linemen. They feel like there's a thing where they don't. They just want to wear the jersey. Yes. Well, I tell you, there used to be a time, and the Cowboys did this, or there was who? What team was that? Might have been New England. New England had a deal where that you could wear sleeves opening day. If you wore the sleeves opening day, you could wear them the whole year. But if you tried to wear sleeves late in the season, it was you were going to get fined. Oh, like the lineman came up with a, a deal. Soft. Like if you went if you went sleeves like week one, you could wear the sleeves all year. Mm. But if you went, if you warm in week sixteen, was it you got fine? Was it Drew Pearson in the ice bowl that screwed over, kind of because he'd put his hands in his pockets? That's Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes. Yeah. So if it was put him cold, in his pants. In his pants. So if he knew yeah. it was a run play, he would just put his hands in his pants and yeah. just stand there because it was yeah. so cold. Oh, no. And if he took his hands out, then Green Bay realized like if he takes his hands out, there are running a passing play. Dang it, right? Bob! It was a tell. He could have just really been enjoying the game. He had a buzzer on. Yeah, him that's too very at the true. Time. Hey. Now some some fascinating feedback here from the. 817, I'm going for less. I'm working security at that game. Oh, and you oh you're just wearing the, like, the yellow the that, yellow slicker? Bless your Gosh. heart. And then from the 817, 
Oh, actually, excuse me, the 214. What's your cash app, Zach? I would like you at that game. I don't have cash app anymore. I had a bad uh, Berwyn Street experience. Oh. Yeah. All right, over under, if I put the 3,000 people in the stands tonight, do you think 3,000 people show up to Eamon Carter tonight? At some point, yes. Not including the players. Like, you're, you, I you're bet Air Force the- travels well. Yeah. I mean, I I went to that UNT Army game where we played at the Cotton Bowl. Hard I think Dallas they're Bowl. required. I think that because Army that, travels, man. I think, I think it's that military thing. They make them travel. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm, is it on ESPN? I'm going to turn on the game just to see how many people are in the stands. Surely, yeah. I think it's ESPN or ESPN two. Right. I'll have to go double check. I don't know that offhand. I know it wasn't surprising, but the big news of the day: the Eagles finally officially said. Jalen Hurts I think, was out. Are you I, kidding? I think Hurts is hurt worse. Wait a second. Hurts isn't playing? I okay. Think he's hurt we got worse. a shot, baby. I feel like you knew that. You know what? I The reason why I think you're right about that, Broadus. Oh, I is, know I'm right. Okay. You usually are. Oh, I know. Is <laughs> the dramatic shift in the MVP lines yeah. led it to Vegas believe knows. that it was yeah. more than one game? Yeah. Like when you saw the point shift for this game, I was like, sure, that could be a one thing. But he shifted down to tied for second or third with Burrow and Allen again for MVP. I had somebody tell me. Actually, it is on ESPN, by the way. Actually, a couple people yesterday say that there might be an AC joint problem here with the, with that quarterback. How, I don't, how serious is Sounds that? Sounds like a season ender Well, they were saying for sure this week and then likely see what happens with the Saints. So they might be two might be two weeks for sure, but they're that that uh, AC joint thing is they're lead they're, they might be leading you on that or they're not telling you it might be worse. Was it late yeah. in the game? Was third it, quarter? Okay, and he, he runs the ball. You see on tape, he's running and he just gets plowed into the ground going forward, and you're like going, "Oh, that looked pretty severe." But yeah, it it's yeah it's something that they're you know they're gonna have to they're gonna have to deal with this for sure. What do you guys got coming up on the program today? Four o'clock, we'll go behind enemy lines, find out more on Jalen Hurts with Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, uh, Elliot is the Eagles reporter for 94 The Whip in Philadelphia. Plus, we'll talk with uh, Bobby Carell at Mavs.com at 6. So do you think it's going to be a good show? It's going to be pure gold as always. Yes. Thanks for asking, Heggy. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation and y'all's awesome Cowboys ticket giveaway. Five o'clock. Five o'clock hour. Expressway, baby. Woo! Hey, Kevin. Love to hear it. And they're the gold seats. Happy New Year, buddy. <laughs> Love your sweater. Shut up, Mike. Mike, the are you, is he done the whole, he's done? Yeah, but also brought us. I just hate when people you're going to see them in like a week and they're like, see you next year. And I'm like, not oh, anymore. You won't. Oh, I remember Kevin. that. I'm going to hit nope, you over the head with nope, that all day tomorrow. Nope. See you next year, Kevin. <sighs> Roll home with the G Bag Nation. KNC will be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon. And remember, Jerry will be on at 9:20 a.m. tomorrow. What? So stay locked in right here on 105 through the fan. Say, son of a nutcracker, Kevin. <laughs> son of a nutcracker. Hallelujah. Holy. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.